Masala. I got one Swahili speaker, so I can answer. Let's pray. Father in heaven, without Jesus, we are nothing. If it was not that Jesus took humanity, this planet would be nothing. So we invite you to be in our midst that you may hear you and that you may hear your touch. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Next Sabbath we will have two baptisms. And we will have uh, Pastor Manton as a speaker. And today we have a very interesting subject, the doctrine of Balaam. And subtitle is Modern Baal Theory. And when I was working on this sermon, some three slides will not show up there, so I have my laptop I'll read to you. But everything almost is there. But there is something that uh, we needed to put in our mind. When God does something, he does nothing for display. He's doing something for a reason. When God sent Moses, he gave Pharaoh a time for him to repent. Okay? It was not intention for God to punish the Egyptians. He never hated them at all. He gave them time for them to accept him. Also, he gave other nations the time for them to read what was taking place in Egypt so they can accept him. So as they were traveling, he, he gave them a sign. They had a cloud with them. And they had a rock, a mountain, which was following them. It was a preaching to other nations so that they can see the God of the Hebrew, and if they turn from their evil way, accept him. It was not his, 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 his plan to kill Pharaoh in the Red Sea. His plan was, will Pharaoh accept me as the personal savior and save him and save the Egyptian? Good example, when they left Egypt, some of the Egyptians, they left with them and they were converted. And God never rejected them. He accepted them. But it came a time that when humanity, when people refused to accept him, when they crossed a certain line, it's time for judgment. Now here, the doctrine of Balaam and modern Balpeor. There is an application of what happened then and what is happening today. Okay. There you go. Okay. Revelation 2, verse 14 and 15. Jesus is speaking to John. John sees Jesus in the sanctuary. He said, but I have things 
I have few things against thee. Because thou hast them that hold thee the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel, to eat things sacrificed unto idols, and to commit fornication. So that, hast thou also them that hold the doctrine of Nicolaitans, which things I hate. So why is Jesus particularly mentioned Balaam in the book of Revelation? There's something wrong. And when you come to Numbers 25, verse 2, and they called the people unto the sacrifices of their gods, and the people did eat and bow down to their gods. So there is something that you have to unravel here. And here in number 16, he said, Behold this. These are the, the children of Israel through the council of Balaam. The council of Balaam. I want us to check this. To commit transpass against the Lord in the matter of peril. And there were plague among the congregation. Now, this guy, Balaam, why is he? What counsel did he give the king of Moab? That made the Israel to receive plague from God. Now, this is the slide that is missing, and I'll read it to you. This is from Patrick and Prophet, page 439. It says, Balaam was once a good man and a prophet of God. This was not somebody from outside. This is a somebody within the church. He was the prophet of God. But he has apostatized. So this is somebody who knows the secret of God's people. This is somebody who knows the character of God's people. But he backslides. Yet he still professed to be a servant of the Most High. He was not ignorant of God's work in behalf of Israel. And when the messengers announced their errand, he well knew that it was his duty to refuse the reward of Belaki and to dismiss the ambassador. But he ventured to dally with temptation. And he urged the messenger to tarry with them that night, declaring that he could give no decided answer Till he had asked a counsel of the Lord. Balaam knew that his cause could not harm Israel. God was on their side. And so long as they were true to him, no adversary power of earth or hell could prevail against them. But his pride was flattered by the words of the ambassador. He who thou bless is blessed. And he who thou cast is cast. The bribe of costly gift and prospective exaltation excited his conviciousness. He greedily accepted the offered treasures. And then while professing strict obedience to the will of God, he tried to comply with the desires of Balak. So, he knew what the truth was. He knew just when the ambassador came, he was supposed to tell me, hey, you know what, you better go. I don't want you here. But he said, tarry here. So, in the night season, the angel of God came to Balaam with a message 
thou shalt not go with them. Thou shalt not curse the people for they are blessed. In the morning, Balaam reluctantly dismissed the messengers. But he did not tell them what the Lord had said. Angry that his vision of gain and honor had been suddenly dispelled. He reluctantly exclaimed, Get you into your land, for the Lord refused to give me leave to go with you. So in his heart, he has the anger. I want an honor. I want wealthy. And God is saying no. So when Balaam went there, you know what happened? You know all of this what happened? He tried what he could and he could not do. And because he was on the control of the Holy Spirit. When he, he was on the road going there, the angel has to take control. Now the angel controlled him. But when he went there, disappointed in his hope of wealth and promotion, in disfavor with the king, and conscious that he had incurred the displeasure of God, Balaam returned from his self-chosen mission. After he had reached his home, the controlling power of the Spirit of God left him, and his conversions, which had been merely held in check, prevailed. He was ready to resort to enemies to gain the reward promised by Balak. Balaam knew that the prosperity of Israel depended upon the obedience to God, and that there was no way to cause their overthrow, but by seducing them into sin, he now decided to secure Balak's favor by advising the Moabite of, of the cause to be pursued to bring curse upon Israel. So, after Balaam went back, he even allowed himself to be controlled by the demon. Because now he knows no weapon can harm them. But if they, this, if they go out of God's way and God removes protection, we'll get them. And then they'll be destroyed. I will get my honor, my pleasure, and my exaltation. Now, he immediately returned to the land of Moab. This quote is very important because we'll see what is happening today. Laid his plan before the king. The Moabites themselves were convinced that so long as Israel remained true to God, he will be their shield. The plan proposed by Balaam was to separate them from God by enticing them into idolatry. If they could be led to engage in the licentious worship of Baal and Ashtoreth, their omnipotent protector will become their enemy. And they will soon fell a prayer to the fierce warlike nation around them. This plan was readily accepted by the king, and Balaam himself remained to assist in carrying it into effect. So not only that now Balaam is an enemy, but he is behind to assist to kill and to destroy God's people. Now, Verse 24, and the sheep shall
shall come from the coast of Chittim. And shall afflict Asa and shall afflict Abraham. And he also shall perish forever. And when you come to Daniel chapter 11, verse 30. For the sheep of Shittim shall come against him. Therefore he shall be grieved and return. And have indignation against the holy covenant. So shall he do. He shall even return. Did Balaam return? Yes, he did return. When he found that his plan was not successful, he went back and laid the plan on how to destroy God's people. Here, there is a power that he will return and look who is an apostate, Seventh-day Adventist. So I can use him to destroy these people who has the commandment of God and the testimony of Jesus. He shall even return and have intelligence with them that forsake the holy covenant. Now, this is the chapter that is missing, and I'll read it to you. Manuscript uh, release, 13 manuscript release, 394. The prophets in the 11th of Daniel has nearly reached its complete fulfillment. Much of the history that has taken place in fulfillment of this prophecy will be repeated. In the 13th verse, a power is spoken of that shall be grieved and return and have indignation against the whole covenant. So shall he do. He shall even return and have intelligence with them that forsake the whole covenant. So, any apostate Christian is a dangerous to his fellow people. Because he knows the secret. You know the Bible says the fool is the one that is in your house. Somebody who knows you can destroy you very nice. And let me tell you this. I cannot prove, but I know in the government, world government, if somebody, a general knows secret, reveals the secret, they kill them. Because he knows the secret. If he walks against the government, he can destroy it because he knows the secret. Here, there is the power that he will use the people within to destroy God's church. And today, I want us to, to look at this. How will this happen? Now, this World Church Council Wikipedia, okay? And it says the largest Christian body, the Roman Catholic Church, is not a member of the World Church Council, but has worked closely with the council for more than three decades and send observers to all major WCC conferences, as well as to its central committee meeting and the assemblies. Now, so, the, the Catholic Church is not a member. Why? Because it's the mother. Yeah. The children are the ones who are going to mommy to ask for help. Yeah. We'll see here, Papa Pius is saying this. 1928. Papa Pius, the 11th, stated in 1928 that the only means by which the world Christian community was to return to faith was to return to Roman Catholic worship. In this regard, the papers rejected to a great extent the idea of participation of the Catholic Church within the World Church uh, Council of Churches. Pius stated that one true church was that of the Roman Catholic denomination. So that is the bottom line. Is not a member, is the mother. And when you look to some of their pictures, they have a, 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 a hen, 
a chicken with a little one gathering around it. What they are saying is, we are the mother and the Protestant churches will come back whether they like it or not. Is that true? Let's see. Because we needed to, to look at the typology. We need to see what happened to Balaam. That the Bible is mentioning him. Now, look here. Okay. Here is the book. Most of you have seen this. So, I'm not doing what I've seen. You have seen this. A high-ranking government lies on Gary Carr. One that national sovereignty will soon be a thing of the past. Okay? That's not a big thing. But here I say, <laughs> here, the author further de demonstrated that there is a, a ominous cooperation between the globalists who are promoting the one world government. Okay? And the beginning new age group who are promoting a new religion. So this is a big person who say, there is a new religion whereby everybody has to come in. Okay? This is a new religion. Everybody has to come in. And then, this guy has received the media of honor for his scholar, uh, scholastic and professional achievement. So this is the big guy in the government of the United States. As somebody who is, is in the United States government, when he speaks something, we have to look at it. But in his book, you have seen this chart. chart. In his book, this is what he said. Okay, ch chapter uh, 94. He showed ancient mystery religion. There were Babylon, Egyptian, Indian, Persian, witchcraft, Eastern religion, Hinduism, Shintoism, Buddhism, you mentioned them. And the one thing that is very important here, he say World Church of Council. World Council of Churches is there. It's been controlled by who? Freemason. Okay? It's been controlled. So that is what it is. And then, now, let's go. And this come to all this uh, uh, theosophy, uh, uh, theosophical society, which come down to New Age. Now, let's see what it is all about. So, the World Church Council is controlled by the power behind it, which the world is not aware. Because what has been promoted is love. And before I, I, I'm going further, I will preach today about love. My closing statement will be, will be about the, the love of God. We will define the love of God according to the Bible. Okay? So, now, World Church Council also welcomes Muslim World League, uh, uh, League General Secretary. Okay? He was welcomed over there. And you can see that he is the, the, the man over there. And I chose Islam because he's one of the main religions. And why? Some of our leading men they say Allah and the God of heaven are the same thing. So today I will show you that Allah is not the God of heaven. Based to what the Quran is saying, not me. So here, the Christianity is coming together with non-Christian faith to make new religion. Whereby everybody is accepted. Okay? Now, let's see. The divinity of Jesus Christ. In the Quran, what does Quran say about Jesus? This is, is, is Quran, Surah 3, and verse 39 to 62. He says this, Very the likeness of Jesus before Allah is the likeness of Adam. He created him from the dust. 
Then he said to him, be, and he was. So that is the central doctrine. Jesus is, was created by Allah. And when was he created? When Jesus was born by Mary, he was created in the womb of Mary by Allah. He said, be, and Jesus was. So Jesus has no difference between him and me. Because I was created in, when I was born in 1984. When I was created, that's how Jesus is. Now, can you take that? What does the Bible say? The Antichrist is the one who denies that Jesus Christ is God. Okay? Then whosoever dispute with you concerning him, Jesus, after all this knowledge that he has come to you, being a slave of Allah, and having no share in what? In divinity. Can you take that? This is what is being promoted in a worldly religion. Because if Jesus is divine, if Jesus is the creator, what he speaks supersedes all other founders of all the religion. Therefore, the group that is following Jesus Christ is superior than any other religion. You cannot speak that to worldly religion. But this is what is being taught. And what is currently some of our leading men on our biggest channel TV, they say Allah and the God of heaven are the same. Here, they are not the same. Allah has got no son. Okay, what next? I will not stay too much on this. I will go to the love of God. Okay? What about the death of Jesus? And because of their saying in boast, we kill Messiah. Jesus, son of Mary. Is the Bible said Jesus is the son of Mary? No, don't say that. The messenger of Allah, but they kill him not. No crucify him, but the resemblance of Jesus was put over another man. And those who differ, they are in a full of doubt. They have no certain knowledge. They follow nothing but conjecture. For sure they kill him not. Jesus, son of Mary. So Jesus was not crucified. So they deny the divinity of Jesus Christ. They, div- they deny the atonement, which is the center of our salvation. They deny it. And here I say this. All people of scripture, Jews and Christians, do not exceed the limit of your religion. No say of Allah, ought but truth. The Messiah, Jesus, son of Mary, was no more than a messenger of Allah and his word. Be and he was, which he bestowed on him, on Mariam, Mary, and a spirit who are created by him. So believe in Allah and his messenger say no. Three Trinity sees it better for you, for Allah is the only one Allah, God. Can you take that? This is what is being preached. And if the world is not aware of, Jesus is being taken down to a mere human being who was born in ADs. He is not God. Now, I'm going to preach about the love of God. This is the book. I have it. The Deadly Deception. Freemason uh, exposed by one of the it is top leader. Some of you, you know already uh, this quote. But he was a 33-degree knight commander of court of honor, 
past worship master Blue Lodge. This is what he said in his book. When you look down there, he said, every shrine and kneel before the Quran takes this oath in the name of Allah and acknowledge this pagan god of vengeance as his own. As his own. The god of our fathers. And in the ritual, he acknowledged Islam as the declared bloody enemy of Christianity as the one true path. So here, the truth is that Allah is a pagan god. Is not the God of heaven. So people, people can be told whatever they can, but the truth is this. This man was a high, was a high on the level of secret society. This is what he revealed. And after this, this man became a Christian. But now today, I want now to close with the love of God. Who Jesus is. Okay? All what I have been telling you about Islam but who Jesus is? John chapter 1, verse 29. The next day, John see Jesus coming unto him and said, Behold the Lamb of God, which take away the sin of the world. Jesus came here in the sanctuary. And here is the earthly. Jesus came here as a lever, and he was baptized. So Jesus stood up here. This is the love of God. And then, greater love has no man than this, that a man laid down his life for his friend. Just say that in the art of sacrifice here, Jesus is saying this, I'm not just your creator, but if you love me, if you keep my commandment, you become my friend. We are adapted to sit with Christ because he become our friend. That is the love of God. You are my friend. If you do whatsoever I command you. Hence I call you not servant. For the servant knoweth not what his Lord doth. But I have called you friends for all things that I have heard of my father. I have made known unto you. And here Jesus, when he was here, he spoke, some, uh, he spoke something. Over here, he tells them, go ye therefore, and he preach to all nations. When Jesus was on this planet, he was talking about the sanctuary. He was pointing the people back to the center of their salvation. You see, the sanctuary is the revelation of the love of God himself. Now, and here, after Jesus has been Crucified, when he went to heaven, the first thing which he showed, he showed John. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me. And being tiny, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of a seven candlestick, one like unto the Son of Man. So Jesus stood as the high priest. John chapter 17 is explanation of the priesthood of Christ. So, when he was in the heavenly sanctuary, in the holy place, the first thing which he showed John, he showed him standing in the candlesticks as the one in control of all the churches. That is the love of God. The love of God by words, and that we love God, but trampling upon his law is a counterfeit love and leading to nothing.
So, here, six, for the bread of God is he which came down from heaven and give life unto the world. Jesus was talking about here. The bread of life. When he resurrected people, he was giving life to people. The bread of life. When he healed people, he was, it was the bread of life giving healing to people. Jesus was preaching about the sanctuary. All his life was about the sanctuary. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Jesus was talking about here. The shower bread in the sanctuary. This is the love of God. The love of God is not a word that, you know, I love you. The love of God is the principle for the God of universe who left everything and he came to die. And he said, if you love me, keep my commandment. Obedience and faith is the key. Now, I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me. Jesus was talking over here. The altar of incense. He was on the altar of incense. And for their sake, I sanctify myself, that they also may be sanctified through the truth. So, for our sake, Jesus sanctified himself for us. So, Jesus stood as a priest. If you read the four Gospels, and I didn't realize this until I was preparing the sermon, there is nothing Jesus did which was outside the sanctuary. Because the sanctuary is a revelation of himself. Now, If ye keep my commandment, ye shall abide in my love. Even as I have kept my father's commandment and he abide in his love. Jesus was talking about the what? The law of God. And the law of God here is the mercy seat. And the mercy seat is the cover of the law of God. That the mercy of Jesus Christ, his forgiveness is covering us if we accept him as our personal savior. And then finally, John 14, verse 30. Hereafter I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world cometh and has nothing in me. Of judgment because the prince of this world is what? Is judged. So even Jesus even take them further that you know whatever it is, Satan already, his judgment is certain. This is the love of God. Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the priest of this world be cast out. This is the love of God. Which reveal the plan of salvation. And I will read to you this quote that is missing here. As I'm closing. This is from Review and Herald. August 25. 1885. Satan has come down in this last day to walk with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish. His satanic images works miracles in the sight of false prophets. In the sight of men, claiming that he is indeed Christ himself. 
Satan gives his power to those who are hiding him in his deceptions. Therefore, those who claim to have the great power of God can only be discerned by the great detector, the law of Jehovah. The Lord tells us if it were possible, they would deceive the very elect. The sheep's clothing seem so real, so genuine, that the wolf cannot be discerned only as we go to God's great moral standard and there are finding that they are transgressors of the law of Jehovah. So, I'm going to close with a few verses. Numbers 23 verse 9. For from the top of the rocks I see him. And from the hills I beheld him, lo, the people shall dwell alone. And shall not be reckoned among the nations. God's people have no popularity. And you should not seek popularity to this planet. They stay alone. It means what they believe is unpopular. Yet what they believe is from the throne of God. The other verse is this. Israel then shall dwell in safety alone. The fountain of Jacob shall be upon a land of corn and wine. Also his heaven shall drop dew, shall drop down dew. Happy art thou, O Israel, who is like unto thee. O people saved by the Lord, the shield of thy help, and who is the sword of thy excellence. And thine enemy shall be found liars upon thee, unto thee, and thou shalt trend upon their high places. This is the love of God, brother and sister. Angels never tell God, we love you. But they do what he asks them to do. The world is putting Jesus aside. The world, they are saying, you know, what you have to do is about the love of God. But they have given you just example of what Islam teaches. What about Hinduism? Now, Islam tells Jesus is not God. Protestant Christian, they deny his love. It's the same thing. One say he's not divine. Another one say his no law does not bind. It's the same thing. Just is in different faces. If we love God, we need to keep his, commands, his, his commandment. And his commandment are not burdensome. That is the love of God. God bless you. Thank you, Brother Skia, for that divine message. Oh, okay. And you want to do this with reading by Sister Penny? <laughs>